Question 103 of Summa Theologica Secunda Secunde Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues The Virtue of Justice This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Secunda Secunde Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues The Virtue of Justice by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 103 of Dulia in Four Articles We must now consider the parts of observance. We shall consider 1. Dulia, whereby we pay honor and other things pertaining thereto to those who are in a higher position. 2. Obedience whereby we obey their commands. Under the first head there are four points of inquiry. First, whether honor is a spiritual or a corporal thing. Second, whether honor is due to those only who are in a higher position. Third, whether dulia, which pays honor and worship to those who are above us, is a special virtue distinct from latria. Fourth, whether it contains several species. First article, whether honor denotes something corporal. Objection one, it seems that honor does not denote something corporal. For honor is showing reverence and acknowledgement of virtue, as may be gathered from the philosopher in Ethics one five. Now showing reverence is something spiritual, since to revere is an act of fear, as stated above in question 81, article 2, first reply. Therefore, honor is something spiritual. Objection to further. According to the philosopher in Ethics 4.3, honor is the reward of virtue. Now, since virtue consists chiefly of spiritual things, its reward is not something corporal, for the reward is more excellent than the merit. Therefore, honor does not consist of corporal things. Objection 3 further. Honor is distinct from praise, as also from glory. Now praise and glory consist of external things. Therefore, honor consists of things internal and spiritual. On the contrary, Jerome, in his exposition of First Timothy 5.3, honor widows that are widows indeed, and of First Timothy 5.17, let the priests that rule well be esteemed worthy of double honor, etc., says, honor here stands either for almsgiving or for remuneration. Now both of these pertain to corporal things. Therefore, Honor consists of corporal things. I answer that honor denotes a witnessing to a person's excellence. Therefore men who wish to be honored seek a witnessing to their excellence, according to the philosopher in Ethics 1.5 and in Ethics 8.8. Now witness is born either before God or before man. Before God, who is the searcher of hearts, the witness of one's conscience suffices. 
Wherefore honor, so far as God is concerned, may consist of the mere internal movement of the heart, for instance, when a man acknowledges either God's excellence or another man's excellence before God. But as regards men, one cannot bear witness save by means of signs, either by words as when one proclaims another's excellence by word of mouth, or by deeds, for instance, by bowing, saluting, and so forth, or by external things, as by offering gifts, erecting statues, and the like. Accordingly, honor consists of signs, external and corporal. Reply to Objection 1. Reverence is not the same as honor, but on the one hand it is the primary motive for showing honor insofar as one man honors another out of the reverence he has for him, and on the other hand it is the end of honor insofar as a person is honored in order that he may be held in reverence by others. Reply to Objection 2. According to the philosopher in Ethics 4.3, honor is not a sufficient reward of virtue. Yet nothing in human and corporal things can be greater than honor, since these corporal things themselves are employed as signs in acknowledgement of excelling virtue. It is, however, due to the good and the beautiful that they may be made known, according to Matthew 5.15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but upon a candlestick, that it may shine to all that are in the house. In this sense, honor is said to be the reward of virtue. Reply to Objection 3. Praise is distinguished from honor in two ways. First, because praise consists only of verbal signs, whereas honor consists of any external signs, so that praise is included in honor. Secondly, because by paying honor to a person, we bear witness to a person's excelling goodness absolutely, whereas by praising him, we bear witness to his goodness in reference to an end. Thus we praise one that works well for an end. On the other hand, honor is given even to the best, which is not referred to an end, but has already arrived at the end, according to the philosopher in Ethics 1.5. Glory is the effect of honor and praise, since the result of our bearing witness to a person's goodness is that his goodness becomes clear to the knowledge of many. The word glory signifies this, for glory is the same as cleria, wherefore a gloss of Augustine on Romans 16.27 observes that glory is clear knowledge together with praise. Second article. Whether honor is properly due to those who are above us. Objection 1. It seems that honor is not properly due to those who are above us. For an angel is above any human wayfarer, according to Matthew 11.11. He that is lesser in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. Yet an angel forbade John when the latter wished to honor him, in Apocalypse 22.10. Therefore, honor is not due to those who are above us. Objection to further. 
honor is due to a person in acknowledgement of his virtue as stated above in article one as well as in question sixty three article three but sometimes those who are above us are not virtuous therefore honor is not due to them as neither is it due to the demons who nevertheless are above us in the order of nature objection three further the apostle says in romans twelve ten with honor preventing one another and we read in first peter two seventeen honor all men but this would not be so if honor were due to those alone who are above us therefore honor is not due properly to those who are above us objection for further it is written in tobias one sixteen that tobias had ten talents of silver of that which he had been honored by the king and we read in esther six eleven that asuerus honored mardukeus and ordered it to be proclaimed in his presence this honor is he worthy of whom the king hath a mind to honor therefore honor is paid to those also who are beneath us and it seems in consequence that honor is not due properly to those who are above us on the contrary the philosopher says in ethics one twelve that honor is due to the best i answer that as stated above in article one honor is nothing but an acknowledgment of a person's excelling goodness now a person's excellence may be considered not only in relation to those who honor him in the point of his being more excellent than they but also in itself or in relation to other persons and in this way honor is always due to a person on account of some excellence or superiority for the person honored has no need to be more excellent than those who honor him it may suffice for him to be more excellent than some others or again that he may be more excellent than those who honor him in some respect and not simply reply to objection one the angel forbade john to pay him not any kind of honor but the honor of adoration and latria which is due to god or again he forbade him to pay the honor of dulia in order to indicate the dignity of john himself for which christ equaled him to the angels according to the hope of glory of the children of god wherefore he refused to be honored by him as though he were superior to him reply to objection to a wicked superior is honored for the excellence not of his virtue but of his dignity as being god's minister and because the honor paid to him is paid to the whole community over which he presides as for the demons they are wicked beyond recall and should be looked upon as enemies rather than treated with honor reply to objection three in every man is to be found something that makes it possible to deem him better than ourselves according to philippians two three in humility let each esteem others better than themselves and thus too we should all be on the alert to do honor to one another reply to objection four private individuals are sometimes honored by kings 
not that they are above them in the order of dignity, but on account of some excellence of their virtue. And in this way Tobias and Mardocheus were honored by kings. Third article, whether dulia is a special virtue distinct from latria. Objection 1. It seems that dulia is not a special virtue distinct from latria. For a gloss on Psalm 7.1, O Lord my God, in thee I have put my trust, says, Lord of all by his power, to whom dulia is due, God by creation to whom we owe latria. Now the virtue directed to God as Lord is not distinct from that which is directed to him as God. Therefore, dulia is not a distinct virtue from latria. Objection to further. According to the philosopher in Ethics 8.8, to be loved is like being honored. Now the charity with which we love God is the same as that whereby we love our neighbor. Therefore, dulia whereby we honor our neighbor is not a distinct virtue from latria with which we honor God. Objection 3 further. The movement whereby one is moved towards an image is the same as the movement whereby one is moved towards the thing represented by the image. Now by dulia, we honor a man as being made to the image of God. For it is written of the wicked in Wisdom 2.22.23 that they esteemed not the honor of holy souls, for God created man incorruptible, and to the image of his own likeness he made him. Therefore, dulia is not a distinct virtue from latria whereby God is honored. On the contrary, Augustine says in On the City of God 10 that the homage due to a man, of which the apostle spoke when he commanded servants to obey their masters, and which in Greek is called dulia, is distinct from latria, which denotes the homage that consists in the worship of God. I answer that, according to what has been said above in question 101, article 3, where there are different aspects of that which is due, there must needs be different virtues to render those dues. Now servitude is due to God and to man under different aspects, even as lordship is competent to God and to man under different aspects. For God has absolute and paramount lordship over the creature wholly and singly, which is entirely subject to his power, whereas man partakes of a certain likeness to the divine lordship, forasmuch as he exercises a particular power over some man or creature. Wherefore dulia, which pays due service to a human lord, is a distinct virtue from latria, which pays due service to the lordship of God. It is, moreover, a species of observance, because by observance we honor all those who excel in dignity, while dulia, properly speaking, is the reverence of servants for their master, dulia being the Greek for servitude. Reply to Objection 1 just as religion is called piety by way of excellence, inasmuch as God is our Father by way of excellence, so again Latria is called Dulia by way of excellence, inasmuch as God is our Lord by way of excellence. 
Now the creature does not partake of the power to create by reason of which latria is due to God, and so this gloss drew a distinction by ascribing latria to God in respect of creation, which is not communicated to a creature, but dulia in respect of lordship, which is communicated to a creature. Reply to Objection 2. The reason why we love our neighbor is God, since that which we love in our neighbor through charity is God alone. Wherefore the charity with which we love God is the same as that with which we love our neighbor. Yet there are other friendships distinct from charity in respect of the other reasons for which a man is loved. In like manner, since there is one reason for serving God and another for serving man, and for honoring the one or the other, latria and dulia are not the same virtue. Reply to Objection 3. Movement towards an image as such is referred to the thing represented by the image. Yet not every movement towards an image is referred to the image as such, and consequently, sometimes the movement to the image differs specifically from the movement to the thing. Accordingly, we must reply that the honor or subjection of dulia regards some dignity of a man absolutely. For though, in respect of that dignity, man is made to the image or likeness of God, yet in showing reverence to a person, one does not always refer this to God actually. Or we may reply that the movement towards an image is, after a fashion, towards the thing, yet the movement towards the thing need not be towards its image. Wherefore reverence is paid to a person as the image of God redounds somewhat to God. And yet this differs from the reverence that is paid to God himself, for this in no way refers to his image. Fourth article, Whether Dulia Has Various Species Objection 1. It seems that Dulia has various species, for by Dulia we show honor to our neighbor. Now different neighbors are honored under different aspects, for instance, king, father, and master, as the philosopher states in Ethics 9.2. Since this difference of aspect in the object differentiates the species of virtue, it seems that Julia is divided into specifically different virtues. Objection to further. The mean differs specifically from the extremes, as pale differs from white and black. Now, hyperdulia is apparently a mean between latria and dulia, for it is shown towards creatures having a special affinity to God, for instance, to the Blessed Virgin, as being the mother of God. Therefore, it seems that there are different species of dulia, one being simple dulia, the other hyperdulia. Objection 3. Further, just as in the rational creature we find the image of God, for which reason it is honored, so too in the irrational creature we find the trace of God. Now the aspect of likeness denoted by an image differs from the aspect conveyed by a trace. Therefore, we must distinguish a corresponding difference of dulia, and all the more since honor is shown to certain irrational creatures, as, for instance, to the wood of the Holy Cross. 
On the contrary, dulia is condivided with latria. But latria is not condivided into different species. Neither, therefore, is dulia. I answer that. Dulia may be taken in two ways. In one way, it may be taken in a wide sense as denoting reverence paid to anyone on account of any kind of excellence, and thus it comprises piety and observance, and any similar virtue whereby reverence is shown towards a man. Taken in this sense, it will have parts differing specifically from one another. In another way, it may be taken in a strict sense as denoting the reverence of a servant for his lord, for dulia signifies servitude, as stated above in Article 3. Taken in this sense, it is not divided into different species, but is one of the species of observance, mentioned by Tully in Rhetoric 2, for the reason that a servant reveres his lord under one aspect, a soldier his commanding officer under another, the disciple his master under another, and so on in similar cases. Reply to Objection 1. This argument takes dulia in a wide sense. Reply to Objection 2. Hyperdulia is the highest species of dulia taken in a wide sense, since the greatest reverence is that which is due to a man by reason of his having an affinity to God. Reply to Objection 3. Man owes neither subjection nor honor to an irrational creature considered in itself. Indeed, all such creatures are naturally subject to man. As to the cross of Christ, the honor we pay to it is the same as that which we pay to Christ, just as the king's robe receives the same honor as the king himself, according to Damascene, in On the True Faith 4. End of question 103. Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.